0: clap your hands unto the lord one more time <laughs> hallelujah 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 you may be seated when you're seated i would like for you to close your eyes just for a moment imagine yourself sitting in a dim lit room it's daylight outside but you can't see it it's dark there's no windows This room is small. There are a few pieces of furniture, a small lamp, which is the main source of light. You look down and you recognize that there is a chain wrapped around your body, connecting you to a heavy burden. As a matter of fact, this burden is constructed of stones. You're alone because no one else is allowed inside of this room. As you walk from one side to another, The sound of heavy chains reverberating off the walls come back to your ears, and you can hear people outside as they're laughing and life is going on, but you are destined to be inside this little room. There's always work to be done from daylight to dark. Every day, someone opens the door, handing you in all for the lamp and the material that you need to work from daylight to dark, and as you open your eyes tonight, you've probably would assume that I have described someone living in solitary confinement while being in prison but what I have actually described to you is a priest in the Levite order in his priestly attire as described in Exodus chapter 28 where he is commanded to wear a garment with pouches that are filled with stones and a breastplate with rings that are connecting to chains that connect him to the rest of the garments by chains. And I I see this in my mind's eye and it throws me for a little bit of a loop because now these Levite men are doing something that seems a little bit familiar. See, I, I don't know what it was like when Moses was there and got the word from God of how they would construct the priestly garment. But I know if I would have been a Levite, I would have had a problem with it. So why is that, Brother Phillips? It's really easy. We've been in captivity for 400 years being someone else's slave, and now you want me to wear more stones and chains. We've been getting up when someone tells us to get up, going to bed when someone else goes to bed, and now you expect me to work in this little room with a bunch of stones on my chest and chains wrapped around my body. God. Hallelujah! And I—I I, I don't. Again, this is just McNary County preaching. I don't know how y'all preach in California. I'm just—I'm gonna be me tonight. But this is just how I see it happening as he comes to them and tells them this is what the priestly garment is going to look like that somebody stands up and says now hold on a minute. Don't you recognize how much burden that we've already carried? Don't you realize how many chains that we've already bore? But because they are priests they understand that the sound of chain clinking while it caught the weight of the breastplate was a sound not to be identified as a prisoner, but to be identified as something that was produced by a priest. And I've come to simply ask you the question on Friday night of 238 Conference, are you a prisoner or are you a priest? I understand that we live in an hour where there are young people who are walking around carrying the chain as prisoners of the apostolic church and they behave as they have no joy and they have no peace and they have no reason to come to church but can I tell you that somewhere or another you've got to get the revelation that these priests got, that's not a chain that's just a timbrel with no handle on it because as they would walk through you could hear the sound of the chain shaking and it would be reminiscent of what later would come to pass when we earlier would come to pass as Miriam would go back way back before they ever got out of Egypt theologians say that she went down to the place where they would keep their old chains now again we don't know this for sure but I'm just reading and trying to find out as much as I can about What's going on here? And I, I found that Miriam—it's, it, it's, it's some kind of old story uh, that Miriam would go down to where the Egyptians kept their chains, uh, and she would pull them out uh, and fashion them uh, into the form of what we now know uh, as a timbrel. Uh, and it was prophetic uh, of a day that would come uh, that when they crossed over the Red Sea, uh, she would pick up her tambourine uh, and she would begin to play uh, and sing the song uh, the horse uh, and his rider uh, has he cast into the sea (laughs) say well what does that have to do with young people it has everything to do with young people because if you're going to live for God in this generation uh, you got to learn how to take the thing that the devil meant for evil you got to learn how to take the things that satan said would destroy you you got to learn how to walk into your high school when the devil said there's no way they'll ever make it and you've got to take that same material and turn it into a form of something that you can worship with I'm here to preach to you tonight. You can look around and I promise you, you can find something to worship with at your high school. You can look around on your college campus and you can find an instrument of worship. The same material that was used for bondage was used to bring breakthrough what should have been a reminder of where they have came from actually becomes a prophetic moment of where they're going. As you can read, when they leave Egypt, they leave with the raiments of the Egyptians. They leave with the silver of the Egyptians. They leave with the gold and the fine raiments. And to me, now again, this is just, psychologically when i look at all of that that should be a reminder of the bondage that they've been in it's the only physical thing that they have to remind them of the day that they had been beaten the gold and the silver and the fine raiments it's the only thing that they have in their hands that, that should remind them of the day that they were prisoners. But somehow, way, God seemed fit to take everything from the Egyptians and to put it into the tabernacle because he wanted them to know this is not to define you as a prisoner, but this is to define you as a priest. This thing that you thought, it's a reminder of who you used to be. It's a reminder of the bondage that you used to be. in. and somehow it was transformed into a way to get into the presence of the most holy God what should have been a reminder of hard work became a reminder of holy worship what should have been a reminder of the beatings became a reminder of the breakthrough what should have reminded them as peril reminded them of power because they took what the devil meant for evil and turned it around, and God used it for their benefit. See, it's all all really in the mindset. Can I take my time tonight? I'm not preaching yet. I know I'm sweating, but I'm not preaching yet. it's, It's all just kind of in the mindset because prisoners and priests have a lot in common. Not only the places that they live but and, and, and we'll get into some of that later but th- th- there's this deal that happens when you have a mindset of a priest you walk differently you talk differently you act different you worship different I, I've heard preachers for years and I'm sorry if y'all preach this I'm just really good at making a mess of stuff. I'm sorry. I've heard preachers for years say, oh, I've never seen it like it is now. They've never had this stuff at their fingertips like they got now. I'm sick of hearing that mess. Because you know what happens? You're empowering a prisoner. Oh, we've never had the access to the ungodly things that we have now at, at our fingertips. And some prisoner that's been coming to church says, yeah, that's a good excuse for me to be immoral. Even my pastor says he don't know how I can live for God. But you know what a priest says? A, a priest says, why you think of it like that, I see it as an opportunity to go to my high school and win a 100 souls. Because never before have we had the opportunity that we have right now for revival. You want to know what I believe? I believe Paul, if he could come back and stand in this day, would give his eye teeth uh, to be able to pick up a cell phone and call somebody in Rome uh, and call somebody uh, in Corinth. Uh, I believe with everything that's within me uh, that if Paul was alive today with an Instagram account, he would have won the world stop telling me how bad you got it i don't want to hear it anymore that's a prisoner mentality i'm looking for a priest that says i am a chosen generation i am a royal priesthood are we prisoners or are we priests because a priest says this is a good opportunity for me to have revival I still believe this is the greatest hour of the church. And I don't know when God's coming back, but the next hour, guess what? That's gonna be the greatest hour of the church. And 25 years from now, if the Lord tarries, that's gonna be the greatest hour of the church because God never works in reverse. He always keeps going towards something that's bigger and better and greater. He don't ever start going backwards. Uh, God's always pushing forward uh, to a greater revival, uh, to a greater breakthrough, uh, to a bigger youth group. It's hard to live for God. Look, I I don't have time to give y'all the pretty version of this, so y'all just go hit the McTerry County version. It's hard to live for God. If you're a prisoner, it is. It's hard to live holy. Yeah, it is, if you're a prisoner. But priests understand, that's not a chain. That's a timbrel with no handle. Priest, understand, everything that comes my way is an opportunity for me to worship. Priest, understand that I might walk in and everybody's laughing at me, but when I walk out, they're gonna know I'm walking in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. You see, when you're a prisoner, when you live with a prisoner mentality, you can be walking around free and still be in bondage. Say, I don't believe that. Okay, well, let me take you to the Bible. The Bible tells us that when Jesus stepped off of the sea into the land of Gadara, that there was a man that was possessed with demons, and no man could bind him, not even with chains. That doesn't mean he was free. Wouldn't you have a prisoner mindset? You can come into church and you can even dance a little bit and still be bound. I'm telling this I help me, Jesus. I'm telling generation Z right now, don't you dare for, succumb to this victim mentality of everybody's picking on me. Are you a prisoner or are you a priest? Don't don't you dare sit down and say, "Well, you don't know what I'm going through." I'm going to tell you something. Uh, if you're a priest, uh, it doesn't matter what you're going through. You know that this is just an opportunity uh, for me to have revival. And it's it works the same way on the other side. You can be a prisoner and be free, still be bound. But when you're a priest, it doesn't matter where you go. You're still a priest. I can see some of y'all don't believe me, so let me take you back to the Bible. Because the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas were in prison, but somewhere along about midnight, with their head in socks and bonds for the cocks, they begin to pray and sing praises unto the Lord. And then suddenly, somewhere about midnight, the earth began to shake and quake. Tell you what priests do. <laughs> sit down, Brother Collins. We're going to do this again. We did this at your church. We're going to do it again. I think we did this at your church. Paul and Silas are in prison. Now, if you've got a different idea, you're right, I'm wrong. But this is what I believe. Paul and Silas, sit up a little bit, man. You're so relaxed. He don't get the mic no more. (laughs) Paul and Silas are in prison. And I know we always talk about how God comes down and creates an earthquake. And the prison doors are open. And the chains are loosed. But this is what I believe. I believe that the praise of a priest that understood that his situation is not good. I mean... can I get an amen? They're, they're, it's not good to be in jail. This ain't good. Stocks and bonds. But they prayed anyway. See, I'm teaching you how to be a priest right now. But I don't know what to do. Pray anyway. Praise anyway. I'm locked up, tied up, tangled It don't matter. Keep And when they begin to praise God, reach with me, they reach down and got a hold of the gates of hell and begin to shake the gates of hell. And let me tell you, that's what caused an earthquake. You wanna know what makes the devil mad is when a saint of God that's been so locked up, tied up, tangled up, but he reaches down and gets up. Devil, I just want you to know while I'm in prison, I'm still a priest. While I'm in prison, I might be in chains, but my God is bigger than my child. Can I preach a little bit longer? In the 1950s, there was a young Latino man by the name of Jacinto. He was put into a prison in Costa Rica wrongfully. He was innocent. Later on they find out about all that, but that's not part of the story right now. He's innocent and he goes to jail. Jacinto is in Costa Rica in the 50s in a very primitive prison, help me Brother Justin he's been put in a place that he shouldn't be he's innocent, he had not done anything wrong I of the Holy Ghost right now oh. keep on pulling him out Brother Williams, I'm preaching with a proud this year I've been picking on him all week But he's wrapped up. Come on, put him around. Y'all know that suits pretty. Now you gotta act like we in Birmingham. All right. Jacinto's in prison, and they say that every day, that while the prison guard is walking down the aisles of the prison, they can hear Jacinto. Making him a little rhythm. Shake him a little bit. With the sound of his chains. Singing. Oh, my gosh. Making worship. They said that his favorite song to sing while in prison was, This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, I can't sing that. I'm, I'm in prison. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. It's still the day that the Lord has made uh, and you're still a priest. Uh, You don't know how bad it is at my school. Uh, No, you don't know how big your God is uh, and you don't know uh, how big your opportunity uh, for revival is. Uh, Baby, just rattle those chains uh, and sing your Because after all, change just a timbrel with no handle on it. <laughs> See what makes this a timbre? isn't really the handle. What makes this a timbrel is, are we a prisoner or are we priest? You see, there's a couple things that prisoners and priests have in common. One of them is they are, they, they have a distinction because of their attire. You walking down, or you driving down the side of the road, you don't have to guess who they are. Because they dress different than everybody else. I, I, do they do that here in California? In, in Mississippi, you see those orange striped pants and the sheriff's truck with flashing lights. You don't have to guess who they are. You can, they're distinguished by their attire. Yeah, that's a prisoner. But guess what? When you're a priest, you don't have to guess who they are either. feel like preaching now. I'm going to tell some young lady that's been looking at this apostolic garb uh, as a chain uh, and you think that you got to go to school uh, and change into something that the Babylonians will accept. Uh, Can I tell you that's the mindset of a prisoner uh, and you need to get rid of that mindset uh, because let me tell you something baby. uh, Ain't nobody asking the nominal girl uh, why she's wearing what she's wearing. Ain't nobody at No, 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 they're asking you because you're a priest. Nobody. ah, ah. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost uh, it's an opportunity to look at somebody and tell them Deuteronomy 22 and 5 it's an abomination uh, for the woman to wear that which pertaineth to the man uh, and a man to wear that which pertaineth unto a woman Uh, I'm not a prisoner, Uh, I'm a priest uh, and I wear my garment wow I, 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 don't, I don't understand Mr. Athletic why oh, you're not on the varsity football team is this alright <laughs> <clears throat> I, 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 don't, I don't get why it's in your rules and regulations baby I don't live this way because I have to I live this way because I want to You hear me, young man? You can sit there and succumb to the peer pressure and say, well, everybody else is doing it and they just keep asking me why I'm not playing. Or you can recognize that this is a prime opportunity to tell somebody that why don't you come get a part of what I'm a part of? Because once you have one service at my church where the Holy Ghost is falling, you won't care anything about any of that anymore. I'm still a firm believer that Holy Ghost Church uh, will fix it. Uh, You can. (laughs) They just look different. Tell you something else about prisoners and priests that they have in common. They have their own lingo. For a short tenure, I worked for a uh, camera company, and let me just tell you something: when you go into Baton Rouge and some of those prisons, you'll hear words you didn't even know existed. Because when you in there, they got their own lingo. They're prisoners, but guess what? So do priests. So you can talk as immoral as you want to and dirty as you want to, but that's how a prisoner talks. When I start talking, it starts sounding like a heavenly language. And if you don't know how to talk in it, you've probably been spending too much time around the wrong people because Paul tells us, he says in Philippians, he said, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin, and I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. And these Hebrew people are so important that they have their own language named after of them. They're called the Hebrew people, and they speak the Hebrew language. Well, guess what? I'm a tongue talker. I got my own language named after me, Brother Bradford. You can think I'm crazy and think I'm strange, but I still, it's essential. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach. I said it's essential. I sat down at a table. A while back ago with a guy that claimed to be a preacher and, and it, I, I asked him, I said, well, wh- what do you believe about talking in tongues? And I could tell real quick he wasn't a priest like me because he started trying to explain in the most politically correct way what it means to receive the Spirit of God. He said, well, it's kind of like this. I said, how does it work at your church? He said, well, they come to the altar, and they lift their hands, and God comes to live in their heart. I said, and then? and, And then they begin to talk. I said, in what? He said, oh, you know. I said, yeah, but I just want to hear you say it. And the longer we talked, the more he convinced me that he wasn't really a priest. He was a prisoner. And he was trying to get around this whole explanation of, of talking in tongues. But I'm here to tell you, Brother Collins, I'm not ashamed to be called a tongue talker. That's right. Preach, it. Preach it. Not even a little bit. I'm just going to tell you how I was raised. Again, I'm just a country boy, and you got to know my mama. I don't, do y'all have mama's in California? We, okay, we got them in McNary County. My mama has that Pentecostal bun. I'm just going to tell you what happens when you ask for prayer with my mama. Out nine in Walmart. you about to get tongues interpretation. And you ask me why I'm not afraid to preach on the side of the road, on the back of a flat, on the back of a flat trailer and have a street service and talk in tongues just like I do in here. You want to know why it's in my not I'm a priest. It's a part of who I am, and I'm not ashamed. I was driving down the road not too long ago. I was was preaching for Brother Colin. This crazy stuff happens when you preach in Birmingham. You got to be careful. I was preaching. I was driving down the road. I left late. And I was driving down the road and seeing this little light up in the woods. And I thought, my God, what in tarnation? Y'all know what a tarnation is here? Okay, good. What in tarnation? I seen a little light. I thought, man. You know, I'm, I'm curious Gets me in a lot of trouble But I have a lot of fun being curious too <laughs> So I, I, I went down Turn around come back thought, man, I ain't, I ain't seeing nothing And so I pulled kind of off where I thought the guy was Later to come out And find out it was a guy up in there I seen a bumper I was like oh so I'm not crazy Contrary to popular belief so I get into this, I mean, this guy has run his car off the road. He's 100 yards up in the, the woods. Yeah, I, I mean, car's smoking. And so I, I end up having to bust the back window out. And I get him out, and I tell him, it's like, man, what happened? He said, I don't know. I said, well, I'm a preacher. And his wife's on the phone in the car. I said, do you care if I pray for you? And she said, please pray for him. And I started praying. I don't know how it is for you, but it don't take me long to get excited when I start thinking about Jesus. And I, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I was trying to be a little political for about 45 seconds, God. Would you please touch these wounds? Because you see he's bleeding and he's probably got a concussion and he's acting like he's out of his mind. He can't talk straight. And I, about 45 seconds in, something started rumbling up inside of me and I couldn't, I couldn't keep it down. It started like a river of living. That's what happens when you live like a priest. Paul Paul said, he starts writing in Timothy. He says, Onishi for us. He says, I've been praying for him. Because he ain't been ashamed of me. Not even my chains. You know how many people I've had show up to visit me while I've been in prison, Paul says. And they took one look at my chains, and all of a sudden they forgot we wasn't friends anymore, that we were friends. They showed up at one Pentecostal apostolic service and figured out, well, now I better rethink our friendship. You see, but his name means bringing profit. And he understood the fact that the chain wasn't connected to a prisoner. Oh, he looks like a prisoner. But while he's sitting at that desk with those chains... He's writing epistles to churches that they're gonna read for years and years to come. That's not a prisoner, that's a priest. You wanna be profitable to your church? Start walking and talking like a priest walks and talks. Start acting like a priest acts. Start living like a priest lives. This whole thing is, is centered around what happens in, in the Tabernacle in, in, in the Holy of Holies. Can I get some mics? Give me two mics. Help me, Jesus. I'm having fun, are y'all? Okay, good. So give one to Brother Bradford, and I, I need one for Brother Young. When I was a kid, you didn't really go to youth conference unless you had a reader. So this would be too confusing for me to read it because I can't read good anyway. So I, 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 the, the whole purpose of this prisoners and priests deal it's derived from the tabernacle. And the whole purpose of the tabernacle, the holy of holies, is so that what is in the most holy place reflects what it looked like in heaven before Lucifer fell. So I don't believe that. I'm going to show it to you in scripture. I need, Brother Young, would you read for me Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 14. And and we're going to see some things, and then we're going to back up a little bit, and we're going to go through this, okay? Read for me. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. Stop. Here's Lucifer's job in the heavens. The anointed cherub that covereth. Why do you think the devil hates holiness so much? Thank you, brother, for preaching what you preached just a few moments ago. Because that was his job. And he was the guardian of the glory of God. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And so we're going to stop there. And now we're going to back up the verse. 13. And what I want you to do with me is we're going to count because he begins to list some things that are inside of Lucifer. He begins to tell us of some stones. And we're going to count together how many stones there are. So read for us, Brother John. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Yeah. Every precious stone was thy covering. Uh huh. The sardius. That's one. The topaz. Two. Y'all counting with me? And the diamond. Three. I'm from McNair County. I'm going to have to take my shoes off here in a minute. Read. The beryl, the ornyx, Five. the jasper, Six. the sapphire, Seven. the emerald, Eight. the carbuncle, Nine. and gold. Ten. So we see that there's, there's ten things that are here inside of Lucifer. Is it alright if I take my time? Alright, good. I was going to anyway. So this is what... The the stones that are created within him. Now, I want you to hold that because we're going to come back to that scripture here in just a minute. Now, I need for Brother Bradford to read. Now, this is talking about the stones that are in the priest's garment. Now, we're going to count again. Y'all ready? Can you read?
1: Now shall set it in settings of stones. Uh Uh-huh. Even four rows of stones.
0: Four rows of stones. The
1: first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. Slow
0: down, they're not good at counting fast.
1: Okay. The first row shall be a sardius. Some of y'all from McNair County, too. A topaz, Three. and a carbuncle. Three. This yeah. shall be the first row. Yeah. Three. And the second row shall be an emerald, four. a sapphire, Five. and a diamond. Six. And the third row, a ligure an agate, Eight. and an amethyst. Nine. And the fourth row, a barrel, Ten. and an onyx, Seven. and a jasper. Twelve. They shall be set in gold. They're in be set enc- in
0: gold. The gold wasn't actually a stone.
1: Okay. In their enclosings.
0: So that there, there we have it. We have 12 stones in the priestly garments. Y'all counted, not me. And we have... Nine stones, ten if you count the gold, and Lucifer. Something's missing. I mean, simple math, right? Y'all still with me? Simple math suggests that there's three here in the priest garment that are not in Lucifer. I know you're sitting on the edge of your pew, and this is one of those dramatic pauses to just make you think, man, I wish I knew what he knew. <laughs> and, and and so that there, there is when we start talking about these tongues business, you can't talk about that without talking about this because the ajate is one of the stones that's missing. And I'm gonna read this straight out of the Strong's Concordance so you know I'm not making it up. But it means a flame. The root word is shabib, and it, it is implied that it is a flame as it is split into tongues. He said, I'm going to put everything in you, but I'm going to reserve some stuff for the priest. And and, and so when these stones when he would become come before the glory of God the light of the glory of God would shine upon him and the colors would show forth but there was something missing uh, the tongues were not there and so when God created the priestly garment he said you put everything that I put in Lucifer but you add some stuff you put the tongue in there uh, because it's going to be indicative uh, of what's going to happen on the day of Pentecost. I'll give you everything I gave him but there's going to be something I'm not going to give you it's going to be the power of the Holy Ghost for ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you the Ligure the Ligure is what's also known as the Jasinth and to the naked eye the Jasinth is a brownish-red color. I feel my help. But that's under normal circumstances. When you put the jason in the bright light, kind of like the glory of God would be when it would be shining on the Ark of the Covenant, kind of like the light that would be on Moses' face when he came down off of the mountain. The kind of light that when you walk away from it two days later, your face is still shining? When you put it in that kind of light, Bishop Frost, they say that the jacinth is best described as having the same shade of color as blood. So I'm going to give you some stuff but I got some stuff that's reserved for the priest. It's the power of tongues, and it's a covering. It's a covering of blood. Hey, I'm gonna tell you what you need to do, what this generation needs to do, is get back to singing some of those old songs. I know it was the blood, I know it was the blood. I ain't got no voice, I'm gonna sing it anyway. I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, uh, Jesus died upon the cross. Uh, I know it was. A, uh, that shape, I'm telling you, you better be thankful for that. Blood. A prisoner might not have access, but a priest. And there, there's another stone. Let me get back over here and read. I ain't smart enough to remember all this. There was another stone. This stone was the emptiest, which is known, hear me, it's literally translated in the Hebrew as the stone of dreams and visions. I'm I'm reading y'all this out of the Strong's Concordance. I can't make this kind of stuff up. He said, i got some stuff for you. But there's some stuff that's reserved for a priest. It's tongues, it's the blood, and it's a stone that signifies dreams and visions. For in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Woo! You know, old man, I'm not calling you old in a disrespectful way. I'm telling you, your old men are going to dream dreams. But your young men are going to take those dreams and they're going to put wheels on them. And they're going to make them visions. And they're going to make them come. To, they're going to make them come to life. God said, for a priest, I have some things that are reserved. And that's a ministry of dreams and visions that will come to pass. My good friend Brother Williams was talking not too long ago. Uh, and if I'm lying, Brother Williams will straighten me out right here. When I was driving down the road, and he was down driving down the road. It was about, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. I, y'all don't call him this. I can call him this. So I said, well I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm looking for the day when we're preaching tent revivals that have 10,000 people in them. Right. I'm going to try this over here on that side. I said, I'm looking for the day where we're going to be preaching 10 revivals with 10,000 people. Not to bring glory to me. Not to bring glory to him. No, 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 no. Because in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. Let's move on. Because if we don't, I'll preach all night the way I feel right now. Help me, Brother Young. We're going to go back to Ezekiel chapter 28. Let's read chapter 13 all the way over again. So we've established that there were stones that were preserved. We understand in Exodus, I'm not going to make him read all nine verses in Exodus, but we understand in Exodus that there were chains, y'all remember, that are connecting the breastplate of stone to the rest of the garment. Is this all right if we just do this? I mean, this is Bible study. This is how I grew up. We'd go to camp meeting, and and men would tear down the the tabernacle plan and the priestly garments, and this is what they preach from. This is what I grew up on. It's in there. There's there's chains that are connecting him. So let's read Ezekiel chapter 28. If we know the priests have stones that Lucifer doesn't have, and he has chains, if Lucifer's got stones too, that must mean that there's something in there. If prisoners and priests really have a lot in common, it's got to be there somewhere. So read for me. Thou hast been in the garden of God. Uh-huh. Every precious stone was thy covering. Yeah. The sardius. Uh huh. Topaz. Yeah. Diamond. Uh huh. Beryl. Read. Onyx. Yeah. The jasper. One more time. The sapphire. Go again. The emerald. Yeah. The carbuncle. Uh huh. And gold. Yeah. The Bre- workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Did you catch it? Did you see it there? If the chain connected to a priest can become a timbrel, then what stops the timbrel from becoming a reminder of a chain to Lucifer? Lucifer. I know what you're thinking. This has absolutely nothing to do with James chapter 4 and verse 7. That's where you're wrong. That's where I'm right. Because it says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You know what flee means? means run so if he is created with tablets within him help me brother Peyton. if he is created with tablets within him he can't take them out right wouldn't that mean that every time he takes a step It's, it's like revival in reverse because the chain becomes a timbrel for the priest, but the timbrel becomes a chain for the prisoner. Say so you don't have Bible to back that up. Oh, yes, I do. Because let me take you to Revelation chapter 20 and verse 1. And the Bible says John is speaking and said, i seen an angel come down from heaven. And you know what he did? He had the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Musicians, y'all better get up here and help me. Let's go to verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon y'all better hurry that old serpent which is the devil and Satan and
1: bound him
0: can I tell you there is nothing more powerful than you taking what the devil meant for a trap and turning it into a tool you see you, you think because you're 13, 14, 15, 18, 19 years old that your pastor's just an old fogey and that you don't have any reason to submit to the preaching. But do you recognize that every time you say yes to God, and resist the devil, he hears the prophetic words coming of the day that he will be bound with every step and every time the timbrel is played, he's hearing about the day that he's going to be bound and put into the great pit. I'm telling you, are we prisoners or are we
2: priests?
0: Do a whole lot when you say no. Repeating, I need you to help me though. But when you say yes, submit yourself.
2: <laughs>
0: help me, Brother Justin. I'm sitting in a prison cell. I'm all locked up, tied up, tangled up but I refuse to let this prison be my permanent place because I'm not a prisoner. I'm a priest and I know how to take every circumstance that the devil brings my way and turn it into an opportunity for worship. You he don't hear a whole lot. Say no, but when you submit yourself to the Lord and then resist, I'm not a prisoner. I'm a priest. I talk different. I walk different. I worship different. Oh, I know they worship at the ball field, but that's what prisoners do. I'm a priest. I work. Hey, he don't, he's not scared of your no, but Brother
2: Peyton, what does he hear when you
0: say Yes. <laughs> That's why it's not hype on a Friday night to start singing stuff like, Open your mouth and shout yes, Lord That's not hype. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach. That's why I'm not just pulling for a feel good in this. I'm telling you something's happening when you start opening up your... B- yes, 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 I submit myself to you. Yes, I'll preach. Yes, I'll
3: teach a Bible study. Yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll sing. Yes!
0: says I have decided to follow Jesus. You know what your yes is? Your yes is so big. It takes a part in the prophecy of the millennial reign. That's how powerful it is at 238 with a young person that's been fighting hell on every side and the devil's convinced them that they're no good and they're washed up and they will never be anything, but they walk to an altar and say, devil, I am not a prisoner, I am a priest and I submit my yeah." You know what's happening right now? Exactly what you preached about. Cause we got people here with a yes on their lips, but they're still sitting in the nest right now. And you're waiting till the track starts. And you're waiting till the drummer. And you're waiting till the singer gets up here and sings your tune. But when you really got a yes in your spirit, you don't need them. And it's a true yes. It, it's so violent on the inside of you that there's not a devil in hell
3: that can keep it now and keep it quiet. My soul shouts
2: yes.
0: Don't you dare stop. Don't you wait on the other. Don't you wait on your neighbor, but
3: give him your yes. yeah!
0: Sing this song, and the timbrels are gonna play. Because the devil's having a bad night in Bakersfield. We've been preaching all week about building stuff. We're gonna sing this song. We're gonna go through this five or six times. I don't know how many times we're gonna go through it. We might just we gonna we might go into next year. Who knows? in this talking about doing stuff, you can't talk about building without talking about praying.
2: There's a lot of young
0: people that's been shouting on Friday night, but you ain't been praying on Monday morning. But we're not prisoners, we're priests. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna sing this song and this, when you say yes, Lord, it's it's your it's your uh your it's put your mark, your stamp, whatever you want to call it. That when I get home, I'm taking 238 with me, and I'm building a prayer line. Go 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 go! Open your mouth and shout yes, Lord! Open your mouth and shout yes, Lord! Yes, Lord. Open
3: your mouth and shout yes! Lord. yes, Lord. Open your mouth and shout, yes
0: you haven't prayed in tongues in a long time but I just dare you right now to step into the Holy Ghost and pray in another language that's the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost and if you don't have the Holy Ghost, lift your hands and pray to your talking in tongues right now. Them, Go ahead, take your time. We're not done yet, don't worry about it. Just go ahead, take your time. We got all year. Now this is gonna take some big men and some big young ladies that'll just step up to the plate and be honest. Okay, this is not to shame you. This is to put the devil on the run. How many young people have never taught a Bible study? You don't have to be ashamed. Go ahead, lift your hand. And if anybody here is judging you, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Look, there, there's hands here of people that have never taught Bible study, and I don't have to know the reason why. But this yes is going to be a yes, Lord, to when I get home, I'm teaching Bible studies this year. Open your mouth
3: and shout a yes, Lord. Open your mouth and shout a yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Open your mouth and shout yes, Lord. Yes, Yes, Open your mouth and shout a yes, Yes, Open your mouth and shout. We're going
0: right now the holy ghost it's all right for the bradford we just walk in the holy ghost somebody's getting their breakthrough right now you don't even recognize but your breakthrough is not connected to you your breakthrough is connected to breaking somebody else through The devil's running away and with every step he's thinking on oh my car, it's coming, the
2: day's coming where I'm going to be bound inside.
0: to find the crazy folks. But right now in the name of Jesus, I call out every spirit of pride that says I'm too cool to dance. I know you ain't got a whole lot of room, but you get enough Holy Ghost on you, they'll back up. uh, but I'm telling somebody that ain't shouting all year, if all you can do is leap, then leap, 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 leap. This yes is, I'm taking my worship to the next level. Lift your voice with a yes! Come on, I'm telling you, the supernatural power of the anointing is God is flowing through this house right now through your yes. Yes, uh, it's bringing the anointing uh, that is going to destroy every yell. But so I know you're waiting on instructions right now, but the Holy Ghost is waiting on you. You're waiting on somebody to come grab you by the hands, uh, but the Holy Ghost is waiting on your yes. Your faith without works is dead. I need you to put some works in it right now. I need to lift your hands. I need you to lift your voice and put some, make some commitments right now. Give God some yes right now that he's been waiting on. Showing the devil right now that your yes is more than a shout. Your yes is more than a dance. But your yes is a lifelong commitment. To reach over and get somebody by the hand get somebody in your youth group get them by the hand and pray with them in the Holy Ghost that are going to the next level right now. It's okay right now But I, I, I feel this on the Holy Ghost If you're praying, keep praying But if you're a preacher under the age of 25 I need you to get on this platform right now As quickly as possible If you're in youth ministry If your pastor recognizes you as a preacher We're going to do this We're going to pray the Holy Ghost we're, we're going to the next level There's some yeses that are going up right now You've been praying, God I want to go to the next level Come on, come on, come on Quickly, 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 quickly Speak something to happen Dimensions, new things for new generations. We're getting out of the nest. But if you're a young person and your youth pastors up here, you ought to be praying harder right now than you was just a minute ago. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Something supernatural is in this place. Ministries are going to the next level right now in the name of Jesus. Well, we got a work to do, we got to do it quickly. I don't consider myself an elder by any means, but I'm just telling you in the Holy Ghost, it's happening right now. Next level, next level. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Come on, lift your head. You don't have to have anybody to pray for you. The Holy Ghost is doing it right now. Oh, Lord, from the bottom of my heart to the of my soul, yes, Lord. New things, new generations. We're not gonna die in the nest. We're the breach time!